0: Well, I can see you boys aren't like the usual hooligans hanging around here. Like these two fellas, uh, Buff Code and Beaver.
1: Hello and welcome to the Season 3 finale of Buff Code and Beaver, a Beavis and Butthead podcast. I am Clay Cunningham, joined as always by Adam Kurtz. And Adam, you know, normally I like to use this time to do some like ultra niche and let's let's face it, hokey comedy material. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with this being our final episode of the year, I want to do something different. Give a little sincere shout out to the fans of this show. You know, not, not just, you know, for listening, but doing so with great passion. I mean, I I haven't seen this much heart and soul out of a group of people since I went to that T-Pow concert. Oh, give a little bit of heart and soul.
0: man. Really long way to get there, and it paid off. My man.
1: Slam dunk. But, uh, anywho, yes, that is Adam Kurtz, as you heard his just almost heavenly voice coming I in there. And, um... But we are here for one last time in Season 3, uh, closing out uh, with episodes where Beavis and Butthead have a great day. The episodes in question, a great day, and canned. And I think, Adam, you'll agree, every day is a great day when we're talking Beavis and Butthead. So, let's talk to Beavis and Butthead. Uh, first episode of the day, A Great Day. Aired March 7, 1997. It was the 14th episode of Season 7. A lot of sevens there. Written by Christopher Brown and Mike Judge. Directed by Mike Judge and Yvette Kaplan. Synopsis. Beavis and Butthead experienced good fortune in the form of a day full of things that are cool. Adam, if you're done destroying your uh, audio recording equipment there, give the folks your impressions. <laughs> Of a great day.
0: Knocked my mic over there. Wow, I'm unprofessional. Talks Very much that. so. Well, uh, you know, it starts much like you and I start every day. They both are feeling good. They're walking uh, walking along the street, Clay, and both guys are feeling good. Um, they're walking to school. Find out, school's closed. <laughs> which the janitor says, like, it's a holiday, you dumbass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, then they run into Stuart. Stuart says... Uh, hey, you guys want to do something? And uh, they say no. And then he leaves without any resistance. He goes, well, I've got to go meet with this youth group. So hey were, his, bu-
1: his buds at the youth group making yep, another yep. appearance and name.
0: So they were uh, excited about that, and Stuart left with uh, no little to no resistance. Uh, cut to them digging in a dumpster. They find a copy of, I think, Buff
1: magazine. I think it was The Buff. one of of the two yeah
0: um so a nudie magazine which obviously they were stoked for which they were both looking at pages as uh they were walking home in which uh coincidentally they get to see a car wreck an initial car wreck and then an even bigger car wreck after that as a third car joined the session uh three guys were arguing as well uh then they get to see their old dog Back to a couple episodes ago. Uh, when they, Yeah. Their dog was humping another dog in <laughs> Mr. Anderson's yard in which he had to chase them with a newspaper. Get out of here.
1: Guys, with it being season seven, there, there, I, you know, this was the last season of the original run. Just There had to be hope at some point you're going to get a scene where Tom Anderson's chasing a dog. who's having sex with his dog. <laughs> uh, just what What a perfect use of that character.
0: It was fantastic, and uh, made their day even better. And then um, <laughs> they find a blood stain uh, outside of a guy's house, and they want to tell the owner about the stain. Uh, they they ring the doorbell, which the serial killer like person who owns the house. Um, I love the way he answers the door. We always talk about the little things that strike us when he just answers the door. And, what? <laughs> um the voice work and just that weird little what no hello or anything kind of had uh, a Jeffrey
1: Dahmer look. oh
0: absolutely 100% yeah. they had to have kind of copied or emulated that look for this guy really thin nasty mustache and glasses um anyways he pays them off to essentially say hey forget about that stain um they're like gives oh this guy's do- cool
1: gives him a dollar
0: yeah gives him a dollar <laughs> Then they come back like, let's give this guy some other stuff. So they come back with a dead bird. <laughs> they offer it up to the guy, kind of like a cat would to its owner. Hey, here's something I brought you, a dead bird. And uh, the, the guy says, oh, you'll forget about this. Gives him 20 bucks, uh, and they're elated at this point. Meanwhile, the guy was putting a dead body yeah, <laughs> to the totally back of his expensive. car.
1: You show a guy a dead bird, he gives you twenty bucks. I love how Beavis really yeah, seems yes. to like have a nice moment of like, this is what can happen when life is good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, completely oblivious to this guy's clearly a murderer.
0: So they get the twenty bucks. They go to the gas station. They're they're filling up on nachos and soda. Todd pulls up, and I think I'm thinking, uh oh, here comes an ass kicking. But no, Todd needs cash. They said, well, we've got plenty of it. They hand it to him. Todd leaves him be, takes the cash, immediately gets from the car wreck where he kicks a guy's ass for hitting him, too. So they were living it up in every way that the episode rightfully ends there. And uh, I, mean, I can't think of a better day for them. It really was a, a highlight day.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of cool to notice they were in a good mood like right away. Like for no real reason other than they both seem to say that uh, they got a good night's sleep. Yeah. Um, one thing I was like when Stewart because yeah he says he do you want to hang out and then they say no and then he says just kidding because he has a budget. <laughs> was there you think that was a defense mechanism? Yo, yeah. I initially thought to do. Oh, guys, no, no, I didn't. I didn't really mean that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think we've all done that at some time oh, in life, no, especially when we were younger. But uh,
0: that's like when you wave, you think somebody's waving at you. You know, so you see somebody, and then you wave, and they're like, oh like,
1: no, I'm like oh oh no, my shoulders a little out of <laughs> yeah. just, just, just stretching. Um, I do have to call out something though, Adam, because I mentioned earlier this year that I thought it was kind of odd. That they had a preference for butts to boobs, which seemed like an odd thing. But when they were walking down the street with uh, The Buff, clearly looking at frontal pictures. So just, uh, you know, unforgivable. Uh, it's just like, who who's checking the continuity of these episodes?
0: <laughs> I was hoping for another uh, copy of Wet Hooters.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been a wonderful callback. But... Um, i like to we've talked a little bit about how they can work like misunderstandings into the they can weave it in without it seeming kind of contrived and they get another one too because yeah the the clear murderer is talking about how like here's a dollar forget this and butthead says no way i'm never gonna forget this <laughs> yeah. about the blood thinking like like it's a shakedown but no he's just literally excited to uh <laughs> just to have seen, to have seen, so, seen that stain. Yeah, what looks like blood on the ground, and um, yeah, and I think we, this might have been something going back to season one. We kind of touched on this, but I want to say it again. It was weirdly satisfying at the end to watch like Todd beat up the guy he got in a car because it's like he's like a yuppie. He's got like a sweater tied around his neck, just like, "Hey, buddy, I hope you've got good insurance." Just to kind of like. And then to- as he's wailing on him, you just get these like, oh, ow!" <laughs> like, is it, fu- are we bullies for laughing? Because I laughed and you're laughing just hearing about it. This Again, are, are we bullies for that?
0: No, I always think just like, uh, uh, you know, there's always something funny about the rich guy getting hit in the face with a pie, you know, and that's. Beavis and Butthead's equivalent of it, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's set
1: up for that, though, so I don't think oh, carefully really at all. Oh, absolutely. And to be fair, he did screw up Todd's new Bondo job. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, there's uh, a lot of, lot of good stuff here, um, and a good set about um, <laughs> how we can see similar things and still see them be funny, because already, like, throughout us doing the show, we've had two episodes with Dog Bites... Uh, two with murderers, and now two with uh, dead or injured birds. Like so, we never saw <laughs> we never saw the bird in a very special episode die, but uh, I think it was pretty well indicated that he was uh, not long for this world. So uh, just uh, yeah, I oh, guess oh, both both their show and our show, I guess, are kind of slim on ideas, but can you know at least one remains entertaining. That one, this one, oh, take that, damn. Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Makes no sense to say that we're better than the show. We have a cer- a whole podcast around, but I'm I'm throwing it down. Take Dude, back.
0: you're bold for a reason. $51 in the bank for a reason from this show. Hell yeah. So,
1: and counting.
0: Yes. I, something I wanted to bring up about Todd. Um, I find it odd that he sprung for the, license, the personalized license plate. I just don't feel like Todd would be a guy who would spend that extra cash... But his license plate does say Todd. It just on says Todd. Yeah,
1: that's uh, uh, just perfect. But uh, but yeah, I, that's uh, uh, a lot of fun. Episodes. I, I, it's I don't know how much the, there's really much diving you can do into this one. It's just kind of like everything that happens. Just yeah, it's it's that that's in line with Beavis and Butthead's worldview. It's fun and it's a uh, it's a you
0: know uh, I think it's. An episode where you can feel good about everything. I know you obviously there's car crashes. No one's injured. You know Todd's beating up the guy. Yeah, but
1: so, someone was killed. But... <laughs> <laughs> Very true. But in their own little world, they didn't screw anything
0: up. You and know they, what I mean?
1: And they didn't know it. They're not uh, not. That I don't. I think they would have enjoyed seeing the dead body. Which I'm glad they didn't go that far. That might have been a bridge too far with the darkness, but. But, yeah, yeah, uh, fun episode. Uh, videos, or video, I should say, just a one. It's season seven, and we're just into one-off repeats. The video in question, uh, Connection by Elastic. This one first aired in the season five episode, Spare Me, Adam. Thoughts on Connection by Elastic?
0: I think it's Elastica. Am I, am I incorrect here, are you uh,
1: incorrect? I, it, I, possibly me. I don't know. It might have been autocorrect. I think it's
0: Elastica. Nonetheless... There's a bunch of naked dudes in the video, which they comment on that they can see one of their nutsacks, um, and then they just start spouting out body parts, um, and then they uh, oddly hate the objectification of these men in the video. So I got a kick out of it.
1: So yeah, sort of a men's rights commentary about yes. them, kind of. And yes, I looked it up. It was Elastica. Um, yeah, that's, I, I'm
0: just glad it wasn't a two farter.
1: Yes. Oh, man, man, I love, all you have to throw on I mean, the insult-wise are just things that you imagined I said that I didn't actually say, <laughs> Yeah, just like feel so good like, about myself.
0: Let's tell that to the band Elastic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Two, <laughs> um Yeah, not a whole lot else to say. I mean, I did like that, but Bevis also did point out that uh, as uncomfortable as he was with how the men were treated he would have done it himself if a, a chick band asked him to appear new <laughs> yeah. he's honest yes he is but um well uh wow we wrapped that up in a solid 12 and a half minutes i think unless you have something more to say
0: break time baby
1: well let's uh, we'll we'll take a little break and then when we return we will discuss the episode can.
0: ever. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Someday I'd like to be like that. (laughs) You know, a kid finds a dead bird, you give him 20 bucks for it. Yeah, That's cool.
1: Back for part two, season three, episode 10, Buff, Coat, and Beaver. And while I may have undercut my fan appreciation with a silly joke the first time, for real, to anyone listening, I just want to say all of you must be based on the novel Push by Sapphire. Because you are precious.
0: Oh
1: man! Oh, uh, I really went to the. Bu- I, I really had to clear out the joke book for this one. But yeah. hey, it's, it's the wit- end of the season. It's the You're end. knows wit- wit- no balance, Clayton. No. Yeah. yeah. Well. Well. Thank you. But uh, Adam, uh, why don't you get yeah. off your can? Well, no, you can no. stay sitting if you want, and tell us about the Beavis and Butthead episode canned.
0: August 1st, 1997 is when Canned aired, it's season 7, episode 24, and Beavis finds an unopened can of root beer along the side of the highway, and Butthead convinces him that it must be shook up before he opens it. Take it away, Clay.
1: This one ends with a very cool, I mean, just very fitting scene with them just hanging out on the highway median strip. Don't know how they got there. (laughs) But it's a good place to just start a Beavis and Butthead episode. And um, it's also, well, there's a couple things. I got two things to say about the sound here, Adam. One, very nice touch because it's a busy interstate. And you can it's hard to hear them over the passing cars, which is a nice little kind of touch. But on the opposite end, you know, the whole premise is, yeah, there's a, a can of root beer that they're trying to shake up. Just you know, shaking up, I'll you get like the maximum sort of explosion. We hear, we hear it hit the road, and you know it's a full can. I must say, I know the difference between the sound an empty can makes hitting the road and the sound a full can. It's that was the sound of an empty can. So, uh well, I mean, you, do you have like? Is there any way to defend this in your
0: eyes? Maybe there was an empty can can hitting simultaneously with the full can um, uh, so you heard the empty one more instead of the uh yeah, and you just you could it was his off screen that's my yeah. that's my effort that's
1: okay. on the spot i, I don't know effort. but you know i i when i was a kid there was a commercial with jeff gordon and my brother was a big fan of the nascar driver the rainbow, warrior. The rainbow warrior yes and it was a pepsi commercial where he was trying to get a Pepsi can shaking around. And I remember making the criticism that that's not a full can of Pepsi. So on the offhand chance, my brother's listening and say, what about consistency? I am nothing if not consistent.
0: I bet Jeff Gordon was going to wreck somebody out there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Moving on. That's for Zach only. Yes, yes.
1: (laughs) Who who I don't think listens. But anyway, um, yeah, we get, I mean, that, that complaint aside, like quote-unquote complaint aside, a great scene of Beavis seeing the can, just with no concern for his safety or his safety's other, just barrels over the side of the road, caught at least six cars crash, <laughs> and then he runs back, and he wants to open it, but Butthead points out that they need to shake it up first. They really need to shake it up, and adding, like, if there's one thing I know about, it's, like, how to, like, really live it up and stuff. <laughs>
0: I wrote that down, too. That is a fantastic line from Butthead.
1: Yeah, great. And then it cuts to, like, Beavis is shaking it aggressively. His arm is getting tired, and we get a nice, you know, we uh, we mocked, you know, we, we worried about being bullies uh, last time. But here we get to laugh at the bully, because Butthead calls him a wuss, literally gives him three pumps, and just... <laughs> This is hard. And you can see as soon as the first one's done, he was out of gas, um, but they need to do something else. And they, they happen to see just by chance a, limo- a, a a just married limousine passes by and, you know, they shake, they put the cans as they do. They still do that. Did you do that when you got married? I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, they get that idea to tie it to the back of their bikes. Which is nice sort of a flashback, uh, Adam, to show like we were dumb. We never really did this, but one uh, practice we you and I both used to like was to take an empty soda can, run yeah, it over, yeah. and then it would it would go to the top and you just hear the thing, you know. You know, probably damaging the tires of our bikes. But but it made a slightly sounded cool. It did, and like, you know, ten, eleven year old Clay and Adam, I mean that's who is Oh, absolutely. But um more good sound work, too, because you can, it's hard to hear, you can hear them, but they have to shout because of the can dragging behind. just a really good attention to detail, and we like the the really funny sequence where uh, they decide to just turn, like, yeah, Beavis has the can, and he's on the outside, and Butthead's on the inside, and Beavis just turns too quickly, and the can wraps around Butthead's side, and they both crash. I noticed, too, like, the sound, it, it, it sounded like, when they um, in a movie when a gun has a silencer like when it just like, Pew! like that, that's kind of <laughs> what it sounded like when they hit and then just right on cue as always happens with their bike i just love all every time their bikes are on the ground it's like a sig- it's like almost like the bat signal for todd and he just comes barreling through runs right over their bicycles and um beats him up a little bit. Uh, throws him in the trunk, at one point just chucks the can at Butthead's face, point-blank range for... uh, Yeah, but kind of nice of Todd in his own way to let him keep the can because they were clearly excited about it. Um, I would say I thought somewhat anticlimactic with the end. Um, Like, he drives him out, it shakes a little bit, and Todd has his associate, Mr. Slade, uh, get him out of the trunk and just like hold him by the ankles and just shake him a little bit, but then just kind of drop him. Like I, I feel like there might have been an ability to do something more, even though we do get the great shot. Like Beavis in the end has the can, and I do love the nice touch of Todd just booting it out of his hand <laughs> <laughs> before he gets in the in the car. Um, so it just yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like just kind of like he just literally just shook them and dropped them because you're kind of expecting something kind of cool at least i was It was like oh well okay okay um but you know at the end of i the am thing-
0: assuming they were miles from home though you know
1: that yeah yeah that's true <laughs>
0: they went kind of off-roading in Todd's car
1: yeah that's uh but uh yeah but they get to keep the can um and uh after eventually they decided shake up it's shaken up enough they wait a bit you know we get the big Voo! like s- musical string and then they open it we see a little root beer shoot out and then just nothing and uh they love it <laughs> they just and beavis even says i wish every day was this cool which um
0: it was the most mild fizz ever it was fantastic just a little like
1: <laughs> yeah which um one, i guess i'll too i'll get into like i'll let before you get thought um i don't know if anybody else did this but i do remember there being a party Uh, once, like a big bonfire at the home of the rich kid in our class. Um, And um, somebody shook up a can and they threw it in the fire and then everybody ran away. And then like, I mean, remember, I I believe you were there like a straight up explosion. I think the kid who threw in
0: the fire wore spectacles and like it blew up in his face and comically like left soot all around where he took the glasses <laughs> off.
1: Like, yeah, like the, the the nuclear blasted Naked Gun 33 and the 3rd almost <laughs> yes. where he just had the most. But uh, yeah, another another kind of story. But Adam, uh, your thoughts on Can. Uh,
0: I was I was thinking you were going to bring up if there's one thing the show does it shows you that Clay and I have a boring-ass story for almost endless amounts of scenarios. So, um... I don't know, and I, it, what's even more astounding is that I know I will say this and that Clay will remember the expired can of Dad's root beer that I bought in middle school, and its I know exactly what you said it tasted like.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I was just going to say, yeah, one guess on who, who ended up drinking it. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it tasted like bug spray. <laughs> And, and how I, I forget how old, like how far was it? It was at least years? four
0: or five years old, at least if not a decade old. It, like mug root beer had replaced dads in this machine, and then out spits a
1: dad. Great, great attention to, to detail for the safety of your students, Tri County Middle School. Well, I don't know. Of course, nobody made me drink it. I guess I, I have no. I don't know how I have any right to get indignant about this, but. Kid
0: dies from
1: drinking expired soda.
0: <laughs> Nonetheless, that's what it reminded me of the uh, uh, the old dad's expired root beer there. But no, this this was a solid. I love the ending. I loved the, I love the music build up to the can. I mean, it was a little predictable, but still, just like that.
1: Yeah, it's not not so much that part. I, I was fine with that. I just I I, I don't know. It's. Uh... There's usually very you Todd to rough him up? There's usually some creative stuff, like with Todd, some good abrupt violence. We even get that. I I like when he throws the can at him and I love when he boots the can. It's just kind of it's not I mean, just kind of I maybe expected a little more. I wouldn't even say I disliked it, I just kinda of like, eh they could've I think maybe they could've built I know they had a time limit, but
0: Mr. Slade's appearance is fantastic. Is, is that the first time his name's mentioned, or am I just not uh, up to date on Mr. I'm Simpson.
1: not 100% sure, but uh, it's, yeah, he, he definitely has the look of someone who would be friends with Todd. But <laughs> do Beavis and Butthead like him? They, they, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. I'm sure they would. They, yeah, maybe he's not a regular.
0: Admiration by association. Yeah,
1: maybe Beavis and Butthead are just jealous of anybody who gets to be in Todd's gang when they are so often rebuffed.
0: Well, I did rebuff you earlier on your pronunciation of Elastica, and now... uh, What
1: a segue!
0: Thank you. Um, Shaggy Bombastic was the video in this one. Your thoughts on uh, the music video?
1: Okay. Uh, This one was also a repeat. It first aired in the Season 6 episode Yard Sale. Um, It's a very bad song. I, uh... (laughs) I, I, I got to give credit, though, because I remember, I don't know if everybody remembers, I'm, I'm sure like, Mr. Boom, my like, it's, you hear this song, it's like, okay, yeah, this guy's going to be a one-hit wonder, and Shaggy proved this wrong. Yeah, I think he had three. At least three that I can think of, and they all suck, so right. he, he never really got better, but hey, not for me. Um, but anyway, yeah, the commentary, there wasn't much, I mean, Beavis does his monkey boy dance which is uh always good to at least get a chuckle and is and i like when it came out here but otherwise yeah there's nothing nothing made me laugh that i hadn't seen before basically
0: i did like that that's uh it, when butthead is gonna score he is going to say mr bombastic so i did laugh at that uh, but yeah i'm with you on that you didn't like shaggy in the workaholics movie you remember, that was the premise. They were, uh, I think they, <laughs> was he was, was in the Workaholics it? movie. I yeah, didn't know, there was a Workaholics movie. Well, oh wow. Well, you need to get on it. I guess um, well, maybe what it was the three guys from Workaholics. I think
1: they made a it. Netflix movie. Yeah, okay. I did. I didn't. It see was a
0: Workaholics that. movie. the The characters were the exact same.
1: That's crazy because I would have thought that the, they would be able to branch out and do something. I don't know. Why I'm taking shots. I liked Workaholics <laughs> up to a point, but um, but anyway, no. I, yeah, I do remember it was like a diehard parody, I think, but I didn't. I didn't see it. So, but. Uh, it Okay.
0: Well, just like Shaggy, I know you deep down there's a, there's a place for him.
1: Uh, well, <laughs> I might dispute that, but it doesn't matter, Adam. Uh, for the last time this year, can we finally, after months of tension, get on the same page about which was the best episode?
0: You know, I I alluded to it in the. This was a hard one for me. There were two small details. I think one bigger than the other. did it for me the smaller detail made it for me it's the serial killer answering that door i loved great day in general because they were they were just pumped up they were in a good mood i was in a good mood and when the serial killer answers the door just what (laughs) Um, i loved it i don't it just hit the right chord canned i loved the ending with the can uh just barely fizzing but it was a great day a great day for me
1: well Phew, we can go out on a positive note, because I'm also picking A Great Day. I thought it was kind of, when I I got done watching both of them, I was sort of up in the air like, I don't really know, but I think as I kind of went along, I think the main thing that kind of separates A Great Day is, like, there's there's so little to these characters, but yet they still were able to kind of find ways to truly highlight who they are, or find different ways to highlight different ways to highlight who they are, even in what was originally the last season, in a way that it's fun. Like, we just, it's just, you don't roll your eyes just like, oh, yeah, wow, wow, they like pornos. Like, oh, they like car crashes. But it's cool to kind of see it all come together (laughs) in just one episode. You see, like, it would be kind of like this I mean, I don't know that it would be the first episode I would tell somebody to watch, but I feel like if this was the first episode you watched, you'd really get a good sense of who these characters are. And if you want, you'd just be like, yeah. If you were happy, I think, uh, yeah, you could get behind it.
0: That's a good way to put it. You do get 100%... Uh, their world view of what is cool to them like really summed up in eight minutes and 30 seconds
1: but so. but, but what's cooler butts or boobs we don't fucking know <laughs> i take it all back it's garbage uh <laughs> good way to okay so uh wow at the end of another season adam three seasons in still going strong how do you like where we are right now
0: uh, you know what? Our pocketbooks are full, <laughs> so I'm about to quit my real job and uh, move on and just be supported by our great listeners that you demeaned with T-Pow earlier, and what was the second joke? I've forgotten it at this point, but if they, if people want to submit jokes to us for season four, they can do so at uh, Pod at hotmail, uh, hotmail, Hot gmail. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? 2002? Um, Facebook.com, uh, just go search Buffcoat and Beaver or on Twitter, at Butthole. And Joe, Clayton, uh, season three has been fantastic. You've taken over editing duty, duties. You've done a great job. And, uh, thanks for doing that. It's, uh, taking something off my plate. So, I appreciate you.
1: I, I will say, like, that's the one reason I'm kind of excited to have a little break because I'm sick of listening. Because I listen to every se- episode twice just to make sure I get everything. And I'm fucking sick of listening to us, if I'm honest. But, <laughs> but yeah, still. So, and uh, I kind of, it's like going forward, like, we got an email the other day asking, like, we just kind of inquiring, like, like would you be interested in, like, doing other forms of, like, Beavis and Butthead media, like the video games or, like, you know, doing certain specials, like the Halloween or Christmas special. Halloween or Christmas specials, I would say, most certainly will happen. Like, I, and we are looking to kind of expand what we do. It's kind of hard to hone in on it because I don't know how, exactly how the new episodes of Beavis and Butthead are going to... Uh, affect us? Which, by the way, we, we actually never even mentioned that while we were doing this, uh, they actually released the synopsis of the new Beavis and Butthead movie, which um, might as well, you know, I don't think it matters. It's like two months old at this point. But yeah, like the synopsis was like, in perhaps the dumbest space movie ever created, Beavis and Butthead are sentenced to space camp by a quote-unquote creative judge in 1998. Their obsession with a docking simulator, ha-ha, uh-huh, leads to a trip... On the space shuttle, which predictably, with predictably disastrous results, after going through a black hole, they re-emerge in our time, where they look for love, misuse iPhones, and are hunted by the deep state. The deep state spoiler: they don't score. So, I guess that's the first thing. I don't, I don't look for this to possibly be like when they start doing new episodes to do just like a weekly recap. I kind of like what we're doing, but there's a lot. A lot of different things uh, to avenues I think we're going to explore. We kind of need to talk out. One of which is while we're done talking episodes here, we're not done because I don't want to say what what we have an interview set up that I'm pretty excited about um, that we've been trying to put together for a year. That if all goes according to plan, it will come out a week after this, which would be after this one drops, which would be April 12th. Um, so yeah, there's that to look forward to. And I don't, I don't imagine we're going to take eight months off this time. Yeah, we'll take nine. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, well, <laughs> between all that, I just, one other personal thing. I wish I'd kind of done this here because I feel like I've killed the flow by just rambling. But, uh, you talked about like, uh, sh- it's every so often you get surefire signs that you're doing something that you were supposed to be doing, you know, like doing this podcast where you get... Less than one cent per stream. But sure, I sure. said a text exchange between Adam and I. Uh, the other day, Adam, he's still kind of upset that his beloved Purdue Boilermakers were knocked out of the Sweet 16 by uh, St. Peter's getting their second shout-out. Wow, they really were a phenomenon, getting their second shout-out in two weeks. But uh, s- somebody referenced that uh, Purdue center uh, Travion Williams, after he barreled his way in for a basket, the color commentator said... That he has great touch around the hole and <laughs> we i both heard it i yeah. i i i texted adam saying color guy said williams has great touch around the hole to which you replied lmao i was just typing that to you so uh you know what yeah. we <laughs> it's oh sometimes you just know you're on the right path life imitates art baby but uh but yes again <laughs> stay tuned very soon we're gonna have a special edition of the show I'm uh, really excited about, and then uh, sooner rather than later, I think we'll we'll figure out when we're going to do more. But uh, we got we got we got ideas for days. Don't you worry, people. You know what
0: I'm excited about is we got back to a Cunningham classic wrap up. Yeah, well,
1: yeah. This, I mean, I I, I kind of I've been holding it in for a couple weeks, not saying much. This one, this is going to be like 80 percent of the episode, I think. But uh, well, until next time, you wonderful butt knockers, I'm blowing you a kiss.
0: To reach try to give a little bit of hope.